Listen, I want to point out that we'll never know what it's like to be a woman. We never will. Um, right. Women uh, have to walk with a certain fear everywhere they go. Something I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think about. I walk in bad neighborhoods at 2 a.m. Yeah. I walk anywhere and it's great. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, look, a guy. Here's the thing. I think in every single capacity, you look at that women have to be more patient. They have to work harder. They have yeah. to do all this extra shit in order to succeed. I think it's clear women should be president. I think it's clear women should really be supreme rulers. Now, having said all of that, mm. I just watched this Ted Bundy thing. Okay. And this oh, you is not. It. Yeah, and this isn't my main takeaway. I do want to go into a deep dive on all of this documentary, but let's start uh-huh. with the sexy headline, which is that <laughs> Ted Bundy's a snack. <laughs> like, come on, man. We've got like this new generation of like women who are like, damn, Ted Bundy. My God, what's going on, man? I don't know. What's your best approximation? Because here's the thing. So I watched the, uh, the, the first and foremost, the documentary is good, not great. I think it's not great because it does the fatal flaw of a lot of these uh, true crime documentaries, which is that mm. really focuses and fetishizes in a way the, the serial killer. Even if you have talking heads of other people being like, he wasn't as smart as he says he was, but then you glorify right. like the action. It's kind of like the Breaking Bad thing you were talking to me about a while back. Because mm. I've watched a couple of those episodes recently and you're right. It's like, we want to um, abhor him, right? We want to admonish right. his behavior, but at the same time, he's That cool show's as making fuck. him look as cool yeah. as fuck. Like the it biggest makes you want to go out and cook meth, right? Like, right. So, it's a whole it's a whole thing and i was it's like the documentary kind of succeeds in that same fashion right mm-hmm. um but the women thing really freaked me out because even back then people were just like oh he's you know he's handsome blah blah blah, blah. oh right like when they when they were doing like the interviews with the women like right like oh like why did you show up to this trial and they're like i don't know like he scares me a little bit but it's kind of fun it's kind of exciting it's like <laughs> right? this like, guy he- like <laughs> had sex with dead bodies like there's nothing which i'm sorry i laughed so hard just now at that but i just want to know like as a as a as a uh measurement of storytelling and like the mm-hmm. tact of that director to leave that to the last 15 minutes of the documentary by the way like you ain't disgusted necrophilia like it's right dude. i mean the documentary really doesn't get too much into like the gory details of what he did it's just right. more about like how he was just fucking Having a great old time moving from state to state, escaping from prison. Right. Um, yeah. Which fucked with me, man, because didn't, I mean, and again, here's the thing. It's like, as much as we know about serial killers, I don't know shit about serial killers. I know that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not really in Texas. I think he was in Wisconsin or something. Yeah, that right? was Ed Gein. Ed Gein. And I know Dahmer was also in Wisconsin, right? Or no, Wisconsin. Milwaukee. <laughs> oh, yeah. is it Milwaukee? Well, yeah, just, just that, that region just breeds a lot of... Um, fucking Harmon's from Milwaukee, man. And any day, uh, him and Schraub are just going to yeah, go yeah. crazy. <laughs> No, but that's my point. I didn't know. I don't know anything about them in terms of geographic locations. I guess, like you know, I watched the Spike Lee's movie, right, with the Summer of Sam. Is that what it is? Where they do the Son of Sam thing? Yeah, that is. So I know Zodiac. I, what I know about serial killers is film. Okay, like I know right. that Zodiac was. If it's been in a movie, you're like, I know that. Exactly. That's how so, I know most of history. Right. <laughs> it's like I saw gangs in New York. I know a little bit about. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, Dead Rabbits, man. Uh, yeah. No, but but that was my uh, the the weird fucking thing about it was I had no clue Ted Bundy was in Florida like at all, and I'm sure maybe that was yeah. common knowledge, but I had no clue about it. So when they start off and it's like Florida State Prison, I'm like, well, this just got interesting, right? Because I think at the time um, FSU had the reputation of being one of the best party colleges in the country, and yeah. that was one of the reasons that he like kind of dipped down there, also just because it was geographically so far away from where he had been killing women, right. yeah. I mean, it was a big jump. It's not great. Well, there's a part in the last 20 minutes where 
they show the map and it's just like, yeah, I was in uh, Washington, then I was in Oregon, then California, mm-hmm. then Utah. And you're just like, holy shit. <laughs> like, he's just yeah. killing across he the never country. once took a break from killing. Like he, was right. ne- yeah, he just kept doing it. He was like joining the Mormon church and right. like going to group functions and political mixers. things. Yeah. And man. then like at night, just like scoping out locations to hide bodies. Like Jesus Christ. It was really, it was really fascinating to me. There was a couple of things that I wanted to to kind of talk about it, which is one mm. way easier to be a serial killer back in the day. And I'm like, I'm not right. saying that because they were talking about all the shit they didn't have. Like we didn't really have DNA evidence. Right. We didn't really know how blood splatter worked and we didn't really. Yeah. No, I mean, it was like they didn't have anything, really, if you think about it. They yeah. had nothing but circumstantial evidence. I mean, they kind of could. Right. They, they never had, like, any direct evidence. Just like, yeah, we found some weird shit in his car, and he was in all of these places. But but yeah. beyond that, just think about this. Like, I want to make a movie about a serial killer whose whole – like, the serial killing is the secondary function of the film, okay? Mm. Like, he kills sometimes. But really, it's just about him trying to be like, fuck Ted Bundy. I need to, get, to take this guy down a peg, right? You know how fucking easy it was to be a serial killer back then? Now we got cell phone <laughs> towers. They can ping you anywhere. We got fucking closed captions everywhere. So it's he's bullshit. taking Bundy's legacy as a challenge. He's yes! like, I, I got to fucking – jump it up to the next level have you ever heard like all right so you got to go into sports i'm sorry i know you hate sports back in the day baseball only played 154 <laughs> it only played 154 games now it plays 162 when babe ruth played all right he hit he broke that single record uh home run record in 154 games when the guy who beat babe ruth did it he did it in 160 games Right. Mm. So the idea was like, just imagine what Babe Ruth could have done if he had these extra. <laughs> like, imagine what our future serial killer could have done if only he was <laughs> hanging out in Bundy times. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus, dude. It's a dark movie, but I think we got to write it because the problem, again, is that people are fetishizing <laughs> got to. the fuck out of these people. Okay. Like, Zach yeah. Efron is playing uh, Bundy? No. Yeah, and I saw in the trailer he's like got his shirt off and stuff, and he's running around. It's like I don't, I don't know yeah. if I, I can get behind that, man. <laughs> They're playing like a cool rock song. Yeah, I mean, good, listen, good for Zac Efron, okay? It was Charlie St. Cloud, High School Musical. He fucked up a little bit early on. He's trying is, his best. Is Charlie St. Cloud the one where he's a ghost or is it where his girlfriend is a ghost and he's trying to fuck a ghost? I can't <laughs> remember. There's a ghost the involved. <laughs> that's the movie where I lost respect for our friend Nick because he, <laughs> Ernest, went to go see he that He would movie. not shut up about Charlie St. Cloud. I remember he told me the whole plot and I'm trying to remember it. Oh my God. It was some crazy shit, though. I think but, his girl. I think his girlfriend dies, no. and then he. Or She's no, a ghost. Or no, wait. He, he meets dies. a ghost. Okay. No, his brother. His brother is a ghost. His brother's a ghost. The brother is a ghost. And Charlie. Said. I thought he fell in love with a ghost. Oh shit! I mean, I gotta look up the plot to Charlie St. Cloud. (laughs) I think we've got to do a deep. I think we found our first deep dive topic. uh, Charlie St. Cloud. We're gonna watch it and review it. That's our next face off. But my point is this: that. when I was watching it, I was like Gosling. Like from profile, I saw Gosling could have played, and he would have brought the creepiness to it. Because let's be real, Gosling's like brooding hot or whatever, but creepy as fuck too. Like if he was a serial killer, if Eva Mendez ended up dead somewhere, would mm-hmm. not be that surprised, you know? So oh. I, I'm, I'm just sorry. I don't mean to cast aspersions at Ryan Gosling. I've just seen enough. Stay movies. safe, Eva. <laughs> run, Eva, run, run. <laughs> Um, but so again, sorry, I just want to circle back to the Bundy of it all. Cause there's just so much of it that got me. So like the women thing is crazy and we've seen that happen again. I mean, do you remember a couple of years back where there was the sexy convict 
the mm. guy who like got arrested, but he was like, um, he had like my complexion. He was like a little bit light brown. Oh, but dude, he also, I do not remember this. Yeah, blue eyes, and all every comment was like, I'd share a cell with him. Mm-hmm. Like just really trying to get it, bro. <laughs> like, and it was amazing. It was just like white women, black women, Asian women. Everybody was in agreement on that they would fuck this convict who right. was in jail for a violent crime. And I was just like, God bless him, you know? Like, I right. wanna- But yet, if it was like Danny DeVito or a Danny DeVito-esque <laughs> character committing any of these crimes, right. all that would be gone. Yeah, man, put him in the fucking chair, which brings me to my next point, which is the, the, the listen, <laughs> if you're from Florida, you won't get this, okay? But Florida's a ratchet-ass fucking place. That Florida Oof. man, I'm embarrassed to admit, is sort of accurate. Like, it's it, it gets the spirit of Florida, if not the... Uh, it's like when someone adapts something and they, they change the facts in order to get to some kind of truth. Does that mm. make sense? Like, yeah. That's the truth about Florida. It's fucked up. It, it's just like a weird, it, it's not even a melting pot because like all the ingredients haven't melted. Like they don't mix <laughs> together. We just right. have a lot of like weird shit, you know, thrown in the mix in this one state. You got the Northerners and the liberals coming down, but you also mm-hmm. got like true ass southern rednecks there too like confederate right. flag waving motherfuckers so uh florida wasn't and the, and also meth like a lot of meth <laughs> and a lot of meth yeah capital of meth all right which i'm so proud of yeah, i mean the, the capital personally. like the literal capital city of meth was in my backyard like it was right over the train tracks we did it man we, we did fucking it. did it. We got We're out. on the map. And it doesn't matter. People say, well, you're on the map for the wrong reasons. Fuck you. I'm on a map. Where are you? I don't yeah, know. We're on a are. map. Yeah, exactly. Damn. Lewis and Clark would have fucking wrote this shit down. Okay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, okay. They but just hold on. find <laughs> large reserves of meth in the mountains and the hills. <laughs> they were like, right. It's a landmark. <laughs> they were much more productive after that. Lost a lot of their teeth, but that's not right. the point. Look, you gotta be. You want to be great. You gotta sacrifice. All right, like yeah. teeth is a small price to pay for greatness. You know. Man, can but, you imagine how much more we would have built if we had meth in the 1800s? I bet you the pyramids would have been way bigger too. Like we had just had meth all bigger. throughout history. You know, like industrial like, revolution would have happened like 500 years ago. Way earlier. Yeah, we're yeah. in the fucking moon by 1600. Okay. <laughs> like we would have overthrown kings, installed new governments, dictatorships. We'd right. probably all be dead. Fine, fine for the yeah. betterment of our species. Okay? That's like literally put. That's like pressing the fast forward button on human progress. I mean, I get I, to I, the end credits. I think we've talked about this before as well. But there, there's some scientists out there who was just talking about that the dark ages effectively set us back hundreds of years, right? Right, because we, we were doing pretty, we were doing pretty good, right? We had to rediscover shit, and it's just yeah. like, well, fuck, man. Like, what if we're, what if we're like getting into a new dark? Like well, look, look, that's design. that's the point I was gonna kind of get to. I was gonna bridge to that point, which is just that I think it's incredible that mm-hmm. you know, like like calculus was discovered by two people independently of each other at the same time. Like right. it's amazing. What does that say about humans, man? It really, really makes me like happy and excited that we can forget right. knowledge, and it doesn't matter. Like we'll learn it again. Like, yeah, because there's always that argument. Like, what if Thomas Edison had gotten you know hit by a train or run over by a horse? We wouldn't have this, this, and this. Someone like, we, eventually, someone would have done <laughs> yeah. some version of what he did yeah i'm not Tesla worried did a lot of what he did before him and he just didn't get the patents you know so right. uh, that's the problem we, tesla probably would have had a better lawyer if edison got hit by a bus i don't know fucking tesla you loon <laughs> 
All right. Well, let's circle all the way back to Florida for a second. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> we, we, we went crazy. But, uh, but th- there's a scene where they're celebrating this guy. And I mean, like, almost like monster truck rally celebrations outside of the prison. Oh, well, they're celebrating that he's about to be killed. Right. But my yeah. problem with it is the, like, come get your Friday t-shirts. And <laughs> they got him. Like, I would, dude, I was thinking about that when they brought out those t-shirts. What, what, what did they say again? I mean, it's I, oh, it's like you're uh, you're the toast of the town was one of them. And yeah, the, just like really fucked up things with Ted Bundy's face on really it, or getting fried in an electric chair. And I was like, who still has that shirt? Who right. still wears it? Like Ooh, that for somebody? For somebody? That's like they're working around the house shirt. We still. gotta fucking check all the Goodwills in the greater Tallahassee area, man. Like, because you know they're there. Like, like there's some redneck on laundry day who's just like wearing his like kill Ted Bundy shirt. He's like 65 now. It's incredible. I mean, but I was like, I was, uh, all right. Like to, to, I know we've been joking a lot, so I want to get slightly mm. serious, but we can keep joking if you want, but it's just like that scene fucked with me because like, don't get me wrong. I said this on my show yesterday and I'm sure some people are going to come at me for it, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like, I, I personally, I find it very weird to be like, uh, you kill someone to prove killing is wrong. That's my personal belief. However, if ever there was a case for this, you know, a guy who it, raped and killed old. and fucked bodies <laughs> like, yeah, probably the best case scenario but what i was trying to say is like put yourself like let's think of the most altruistic and like beautiful as fucked up as that sounds a way that you could take someone else's life right like i'm thinking like texas justice kind of shit right where mm. like if you have a daughter and something fucking horrific happens to her uh, and you have the guy there like it should i guess in theory be within your right to kill that motherfucker here's the problem okay it feels good the moment you have a gun to his head or whatever Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it because you have a power, you have something over him. Like you have something that he took away from you. Right. Or she, right. Cause ladies can be killers too. Look at that yeah. hashtag feminism. <laughs> but, um, but, but, but even then you pull that trigger, daughter it back. And furthermore, you've now taken a life. You know what I'm right. saying? Like that weighs on you, whether, no, no, whether they deserve it or not. Hands. So I think yeah. that's my problem with it was just like, even in the most beautiful best case scenario of like, oh my God, that piece of shit deserves to die. Uh, it doesn't change anything. And instead you just beget more darkness. And so that's my weird beef with it. But at the same time, like uh, this guy deserved to fucking not be here. Maybe we should yeah. shoot him into space. That's more humane. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we, we make we make the mood hard because i was literally running through every option like what could we do like either you pay to like keep him on death row for the rest of his life and he just like dies slowly and gets right. old like charlie manson or mm-hmm. shoot him in execution space. but now no shoot him into space give him a capsule limited resources let him fend for himself Right, and maybe he he'll figure out it out. Vacuum and darkness of space. Yeah. He deserves it. He deserves. Maybe he'll live. find some space cheese or like I right. don't know, space worms to eat, or maybe he'll die. We don't know. Do you think that we're like? Because there's, come on, that I didn't just make that up. I'm sure, like, Escape from New York is that basically. Like, they just yeah. walled up a whole city, right? Arkham City. But mm-hmm. like, have, what sci-fi has done that? They're like, we just sent everyone to the fucking moon. All rapists, all murderers, moon. Well. I mean, Alien 3 is kind of about, like, they it's just like a weird prison colony, yeah. Right. And then I mean, an alien gets loose. So, just to be clear, the prison colony was working totally fine until an alien came in. They were having a great time. Charles Dance was there, keeping the peace, and then fucking dog alien had to come in and fuck it all up. 
do they ever show because that's the problem with these aliens movies they don't world build you know what i mean we're always in the moment i want to know what's going on back on earth everything's utopic no crime no right we we never really know what's going on on earth we know there's like mega corporations right or just one maybe i don't know it's just the wayland corporation like an omni uh, yeah utani or whatever it's called no it's wayland oh oh, but the the main company yeah 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 Um, what you call it yeah yeah well isn't it blade runner though because like doesn't isn't that what the future is on earth like it just turns into blade runner aren't they the same universe are they the same universe Technically, yeah, because in Prometheus, there's a scene where you see uh, What's-His-Nuts, um, Peter Wayland, like, talking in front of a city, and you see, like, the pyramids from uh, Blade Runner. No fucking It might have been way. a deleted scene, but yeah. Oh, my God. This just... You shattered my universe, man. <laughs> like, I'm, like I, what, did, what did Springsteen say about Dylan's Highway 61? That's what you just did to my mind, all right? Oh you kicked God. in the door. That's incredible. I mean, honestly, though, the timeline makes no fucking sense at all. Um, <laughs> if you think, well, because, like, Blood Runner takes place in, what, 2019? Right. Our, the year of our Lord, 2019. So mm-hmm. expecting to see those pyramids in L.A. any second now, you know. You figure someone would have got on that, like like that and Back to the Future. They're like, "Look, we got shit to do." Like, yeah, was, like we got to get caught up, guys. Like, once it's, it's in weird. a movie, well, once it's in a movie, it's it's it, we're like, going to be really, disappointing people. If yeah, we films don't do are this. our blueprints for the for the future. You know what I mean? Yeah, we live up. To we that. we've got to destroy all wildlife and make the world a hellhole with full eco collapse right. to match the Blade Runner aesthetic. <laughs> no animal listen dude that's maybe not a bad idea i was <laughs> i had a really look you know i'm very animal friend don't laugh at me all right i got really paranoid about the nature and i want to tell you why oh shit back in the day mm. you could just die from exposure correct that you can still just die from exposure look at fucking yeah. chicago where how many fucking homeless people died on the streets frozen to the ground horrific shit by the way that we live in a country that allows that to happen right but i don't want to get in my soapbox right now i just want to talk about how scary nature is and how unrelenting it is we talked about like the oceans and how the ocean don't give a fuck about you okay don't it's so quick and it'll get you that's what scares me but the same thing is like back in the day like if someone just like if they tied you to a tree and no animal got you uh, like you'd still just die of exposure to the elements but more than likely a fucking animal was gonna get you you know what i mean like it was just it was a it's really fucking scary man that back in the day you could just die from exposure that was a cause of death yeah i mean i've been playing red dead as you know we both right. have um and i just think all the time about like how much shit sucked right you know Bring more cities to the table, I say. <laughs> you need more civilization. They really, really hate civilization. Like, civilization abused them or something in that game. But the truth oh, yeah, is, civilization just trying to give them commerce, right? Well, yeah, because, like, my main character's them. dying all the time. Like, cougar fucking, like... Like, one time I was just riding around in cinematic mode. I put my controller down, and it was just, like, beautiful, like, you know, sweeping camera movements, and all of a sudden, wow, cougar just fucking, like, knocks me off my yeah, horse when you fucking my played on you When you played on my account, you were in cinematic mode, and the wolves got me, and then you... <laughs> You got out of cinematic view and then ran right into a side and killed both you and the horse. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Like, wolves probably would have been a better death, man. Like, oh, death by sign or death by uh, wolves? Seriously, let me ask you Take a question. Your you, you're a mm-hmm. badass of the old West, right? And it's yeah. like, he robbed 60 banks, and then how did he die? He only hit a sign. <laughs> like, oh, well, he got mauled by wolves. You're like, well, fuck, that's a legend. Well, that, yeah, you're like, that makes sense. But, you know, uh, real life doesn't play out like a narrative sometimes, you know? Sometimes the biggest badass in the West uh, dies from tripping over a rock. 
Who was the biggest badass in the West if we had to like think about it? I don't know, man. Well, like, I mean, even the outlaws, like, I don't know enough about I, them. Yeah, I don't know enough about history. Like, I know a little bit about um, uh, Jesse James just right. from that Brad Pitt movie Billy because, you know, right. that's how I know history as we talked <laughs> about. Brad Pitt productions. I know about slavery because 12 years a slave exists. And yeah, Brad Pitt really is, you know, like tried, the true historian. He's Remember when just, he killed him softly? He's like, let's talk about how even Hitman can't get paid in Obama's America, okay? Like, <laughs> in Obama's America. Sorry. Brad Pitt is secretly a uh, <laughs> true diehard Republican. Right. That would be a shock. That would be like if Clooney came out tomorrow and decided he was a Republican, yeah. I'd be like, oh, shit, we're done. Brad Pitt's too blazed all the time to be a Republican, man. <laughs> You ever see an interview with that guy ever? He's just always high as fuck. I'm pretty sure. No, I didn't. I, I don't. I just assume that's how he is. I mean, it could be that he's always been high for 35 years in the public eye. I mean, it's certainly possible, but certainly, I just yeah. assume that's who he is, you know? Well, or his knows. Ocean's Eleven character, as we've talked about before. Maybe that's why he's always eating food in movies. Because he's blazed. <laughs> like, yeah, so he's just really hungry. <laughs> Without food, he just kind of like wanders into the corners of frames and shit. He's like, yeah, give him uh, like a pot pie or something. Brad Pitt's like, get a hot pocket for bread. I am locked in. Take a five. Got to get a hot pocket. Susan, go to the 7-Eleven. I don't care what kind you get. Pepperoni with cheese. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> just say, like, maybe he likes lean pockets. Did someone say hot pocket? <laughs> what about Wait, again? So he's just smoking on set. So it's not yeah. even like maybe he plays. <laughs> so he's like, sorry, I got to take my medicine. <laughs> I saw Speaking that of which, yeah, Johnny Depp, which is hilarious, yeah. by the way, with uh, James Lipton, Johnny Depp on inside the actor's studio. I think around the Secret Window era, where he had weird hair, looked right. like a fucking scarecrow with glasses, and uh, he just like lights up a medicinal cigarette, and he's like, "Sorry, I gotta take my medicine." And James Lipton's like, "It's fine, John. It's fine." <laughs> James Lipton ever enabling <laughs> these fucking sociopaths. <laughs> Did he retire yet? That fucker. He, he I, I believe he did. I, I'm pretty sure he did. I could be wrong. Um, my favorite, my favorite fun fact about him is that he wrote the Thundercats lip, or, uh, theme song. <laughs> no, he didn't. Please. Yes, he, yes, he absolutely. That did. guy has had a career then, right? Like he has not stood by and let Hollywood. You know, like there's a. I was always wondering why him. Like why? <laughs> why do people come and talk to this fucking guy other than his voice? I don't understand it. Because he's running the actor's studio, bro. Man, well, see, he was he he wrote a lot of uh, soap operas back in the day. He was on the Lone Ranger, played the Lone Ranger's nephew, um, <laughs> published novels. Oh, like, we, 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 we need to break that down for a second. I'm sorry. The Lone Ranger's nephew. All right, first of all, Lone Ranger already not alone because Tonto's with him all the time. But Lone would imply that he has no family or attachments. Meanwhile, he's got a fucking sister somewhere or brother. Yeah. Hashtag. Uh, 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 Meninism? I don't know what that is. Masculinity? I don't know. Anyway, my point is this. How does he have a fucking uh, nephew? I don't like it. The Lone Ranger really played fast. And also, and I'm pretty it. sure James Lipton emerged from the womb a uh, fully as, formed as mid-aged bald man. man. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine him being anyone's nephew. Um, right. But yeah, he totally uh, did uh, write... Oh, wait. No, he didn't. Damn. Didn't write Thundercats. Even out there you know, misinformation. Well, you know what? File. <laughs> like, you're just fucking up, man. I want to formally apologize to the audience of Where's My Burrito for spreading misinformation right. about okay. the author of the Thundercats right. theme song. It was actually Bernie Hoffer, um, 
who wrote it. Who's Bernie Hopper? Is he a, like some a asshole? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to do that much research. So I just want to point out that the thing that you're praising Lipton <laughs> for, the reason I should give him credibility, like, fuck him. He doesn't deserve it. Holy shit. He's a lot older than I thought. He was born in 1926. Lipton? Yeah. Holy shit. It's like him and who's the guy who does a Prairie Home Companion? Is that uh, uh Oh, G- Garrison Keillor, who Keylor. got yeah. accused of groping women and stuff and well, sexual who harassment. You know, at this point, it's... Shockingly, the- a few people, like David Lynch, Danny DeVito. Right. <laughs> like, you, know. you know those fuckers totally have, but maybe they were just charming enough or scary enough that no one was like, nah, I ain't yeah. touching that. Well, you think well, David Lynch can't kill me from prison? No fucking way. You know he can. He'll just think about my head becoming a marble and it'll crack open. Jesus Christ. Nightmares, man. Oh, dude, listen. I'm making a friend of mine watch Twin Peaks for the first time. and this oh, is Like really... all the way through from the beginning? They haven't yes. seen anything? And oh, this okay, is what's shit. so fucking fascinating about it because like mm. – one, I just I'm constantly referencing Twin Peaks because it's it like I was it's so fucking stupid yeah, to say, but I was trying to explain to her that I was like it's an extension of me, and I hate when people say that. But like, if there is a piece of art that I constantly am thinking about or drawn back to, if it's the music, mm-hmm. if it's the fucking chevron floors, if it's the curtains, if it's the suits, I mean, like in in yeah. flashes that show gets comes back to me more than any other show. It's very weird. Yeah. So, I was making her watch it, and it's also Slack, which is the how we communicate at work, has a fucking emoji for Twin Peaks, which is incredible. Like, what? it actually is. It's like a red room. It's like a Chevron red room, and it makes me so happy. But so I made her watch it, and I was like, oh, I really love it. Uh, and then she hit me up 30 minutes into the pilot being like, is this supposed to be cringy or what? And I'm like, Ugh, okay, well, you didn't let me give you any context on this. Hold on. Yeah. This was made 28 years ago. Like, mm. 20, 29 years. Oh, my God, we're old. 29 years ago now, right? So, of course, it's going to look a little bit cheesy. But, again, have a historical perspective on things. Like, do you know that television looked like shit until this show came out? Like, the idea of how cinematic something was able to look on TV. Beyond that, I said, like, yeah, it's supposed to be a little cheesy. But, it, it, like, what it does is create some really hypnotic viewing experience because you go from like audrey just weirdly dancing and like funny jazz to like that you know really solemn soundtrack and then a mother crying and and it just it it washes over you and i'm like if you just keep watching this like it'll wash over you she got to the bottle scene and she was like this is really good i'm like that is a real litmus test for this whole show yeah you can sign on to the bottle scene you will love the rest of this show She's so right. fucking hooked, man. She's so, into it now. Yeah, which makes me so happy because I get so worried anytime I love something and I have to show it to somebody and I'm like, yeah, oh, fuck. it's it's something with David Lynch, especially where I'm so used to his style of directing and like right. how stilted the performances are on purpose that I like if I introduce somebody to his stuff for the first time, like I'm like, oh shit, there's a very real possibility they'll think this is terrible, and me. I could kind of understand why. Me, uh, you made me watch something that I did not love. I forget what it was. It wasn't Wild at Heart because I loved Wild was it at Heart. Blue Velvet. It might have been Blue Velvet. Yeah, and I had never seen. It was totally Blue Velvet. I hadn't seen yeah. any of the other stuff. Man, Blue Velvet's not a. I mean, it is simultaneously the greatest crash course of David Lynch, but also really hard to do. And I did not like it. I mean, I told yeah. you, I was like, I don't like this shit at all. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> and you convinced me to watch Mulholland Drive, and I'm like, I don't get a lot of this, but I love it. And then I've yeah, it and now it's amazing. And then. Walden Hart was the real solidifier, which is the least lynchy in that definition, but also still very present. Yeah, it might be but one of his that. worst, but I also love it so, so much. 
Oh, I love that. That's how I got her to watch Twin Peaks. I sent her the beginning of Wild at Heart because we were talking about Mandy. (laughs) She's like, I really love Mandy. I'm like, you want to see like the best Nick Cage performance you've never seen? (laughs) Where he's just completely unhinged and great. Well, like just covered in blood and he just lights a cigarette and points it. That's the most, I mean, I was, what I love about that whole scene is it starts off and it's got that, um, right? Yeah, yeah, whatever that song is, that that big band classic song, yeah. (laughs) Right, and you're just like, oh, that's cool. But then literally 30 seconds later, yeah, power mad. And then she heard that and she was like, yeah, this is the soundtrack I'm in. I'm like, it is, it is the soundtrack. Like yeah. Power Man keeps coming back. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. So that's, that was like the emotional entry point. I got her to like Nick Cage. All right. You do okay with this? Then go into David Lynch. Yeah. Now. But and, my point and is also right. like contextually uh, Twin Peaks, especially for like the corniness was a riff on or kind of a reaction to like at the time in television, a lot of people forget like what what it was like dominated by were shows like Dallas and Knots Landing that were like very much like soap operas, basically, right. like very popular soap operas. And it was kind of a response to that. Well, when I told her, I said, listen, what you have to know is that Lynch never intended to tell you who killed this woman. It was mm-hmm. never about that. Like all of his movies have this really interesting theme, which I love and I'm obsessed with because it's like things can look beautiful on the surface. That's the point. So suburbia is really pretty. Uh, yeah. Blue Velvet nails it in one shot, which is just the, the guy on the lawn. Does he have a heart attack in that scene or is he just watering his shit? I, I think he has a stroke. Okay, so he falls yeah. to the ground and then we go down and we just see like mm. dance and you're just like, yep, nailed it. That's the yeah. whole point of the of what he's doing. So I told her that and when I explained that to her, I'm just like, go in knowing that he was interested in exploring a weird town full of weird people. And mm-hmm. if you can, if you can go into it with that lens, you'll be totally fine. And she's loving it, you know? So it's a really great feeling, dude. I, w- I always get so fucking worried about that because, you know, they're like iconic things to you. It's weird. Like, switching gears a little bit, iconic things, uh, uh, Lebowski is going to be in a commercial, which is kind of strange to me. And it's officially a Stella Artois commercial. They, like, kind of yeah. came out and said I it. I thought they already released it. Well, they, they do that now. They or, release all or was it just, like, a version or, of it or, like, a, a snippet of it? Yeah, but, yeah, I, I saw that with, like, him and Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and right. the City. Which is weird. Don't know how they're related. And maybe if it was, like, six more characters, maybe there will be. I don't know. What they do now is they release the Super Bowl commercials early so everyone can see them and then vote mm-hmm. on them or whatever. Um, but it's always, like, around this time. So today's Super Bowl Sunday for the audience who may or may not be listening. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because I kind of like sports. You don't give a fuck about sports. But this is something that permeates – like fans and non-fans people who don't like football still go to uh, super bowl parties you know what i mean yeah um, i know you don't but i'm saying some people do well i, I might kind of today because i'm not against the idea of the party i, I think i've told you before <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like i i like the atmosphere of it where you get together with a bunch of people and you right. eat nachos and you drink beer and you watch a thing it's mm. just the thing that we're watching i could not give two shits about mm. Well, that's good because again, the Super Bowl Sunday is supposed to be like this weird entertainment thing, and not even really like the the, the yeah, football. Yeah, it's not really even about the, the, the game. Yeah, like, like so, it's like yeah, there's a game going on, but how much fucking money can we sell, and how many stupid ads can we have, and how many uh, Super Bowl uh, halftime performers can we have, and blah 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 blah. It right. just becomes this real cultural thing, and, I, and I'm really fascinated by it because I think it may be the biggest rated thing every year like this is like think about um think about black mirror for a second right that first the pilot episode the national anthem app or whatever mm-hmm. that one always fucks with me because like yeah it's disgusting he fucks a pig sure there's a shot near the end of it though where they do an overhead shot of london all over 
empty, completely empty. No one's outside. Okay. There is a global moment. Everyone's watching something. It's kind of watching the prime minister fuck a pig. Right now. (laughs) (laughs) This would be great. The Super Bowl Sunday came out. They're like, ladies and gentlemen, we procured a tape of Donald Trump. Like what if the P tape came out on Super Bowl Sunday? Like how savage would Mueller be? can, Can you imagine Donald Trump in that scenario? So the scenario is that the princess of Great Britain is being held hostage and will be killed unless the prime minister fucks a pig on national TV. We gotta let her die. We gotta let her die. I'm sorry. (laughs) She's gone. I did everything I could. Well, uh, you, uh, Mr. President, didn't seem like you did anything. You didn't take a call with them. You didn't ask. Uh, you didn't compromise. He's just shoving a cheeseburger into his face. <laughs> I did everything I could. You got to impeach this fucker. Just I would be funny if we, had, Coke. if we could immediately. His approval him. rating goes up somehow. <laughs> Okay, so we didn't beat him in the riots. I was gonna find a way to make Pence fuck a pig because that's that's a funnier visual to me for some reason. I, don't ask me why. I have a real fucking uh, uh, fuck for um, Mike Pence right now because mm. uh, they're trying to overthrow Venezuela. I don't know if you've been keeping your ear to the ground on this one, but you know, straight up 50s, 60s banana republic bullshit that we're about to do. Uh, they're trying to overthrow like Venezuela because they're they're recognizing another guy as for the president instead of Maduro, right? Now, right. again, Maduro's a piece of shit. I'm not, he's starving his people. I, I it, This is one of those times where they're accidentally right about something, but right. uh, he tried to talk Spanish in a video and it was so okay. bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was real bad. And I was like, nah, fuck this guy. This yeah, guy's got to be it's like, bring <laughs> back Jeb. They spoke Spanish, man. Like, again, I never thought I'd recontextualize like the Bush yeah. family. But yeah, but like they, they just seem like a bunch of ineffectual, well-meaning, you know. Right. I Did don't you know. Watch Vice? I have not. Have you seen it? No, I haven't either because I watched the first five minutes. Someone had it on like Plex or whatever, and it wasn't a good quality version. I'm like, I'm fine with watching movies at home if I have to, but I will not watch a bullshit version of a movie. Like that shit better be in the right definition and the right thing. Otherwise, I'm not watching it. Like I wouldn't watch First Man on a fucking bootleg. Why the fuck would I do that to myself, you know? So I started watching it no, but even like just the tone immediately, I was like, this is going to be an interesting film. (laughs) Bad way. Well, there's a title card immediately it's like we want you to know that this is the most accurate uh, uh story possible and i do mean possible because dick cheney is a notoriously secret fuck that's like the title card and i'm just like oh all right so i, I just <laughs> immediately i felt like we were gonna get into again truthiness you know what mm-hmm. i mean like uh we're right. gonna get rid of some facts and search for some truth and uh, I don't, I don't know, man. But it's just like, even in that, he's just like the Sam Rockwell's making them all charming. Hey, what's a barbecue? Like, <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> like, where? How did we get to this? How did the war criminal? Like, this is like, I mean, I don't want to make the Hitler comparison because, like, whatever. Uh, George Bush for his faults, and he was a fucking war criminal. He wasn't certainly, Hitler. He certainly wasn't Hitler. But let's use the Hitler analogy, okay? Okay. Because like, we'd love to call him Hitler back in the day. This would be like if Hitler somehow survived World War II, and then another guy came along only eight years later and made yeah. you forget about hitler like <laughs> holy shit that's how bad this fucking guy is man uh, i mean that was stalin basically right like everybody just realized a good 10 years later like oh shit stalin is like the worst motherfucker ever worse. right yeah have you seen death of stalin yet no i haven't i was gonna watch it the other day maybe i'll watch it tonight i really don't uh, care about the super bowl i really just want to watch movies like i'm trying to catch up on oscar movies i have to watch like a star is born which i've no desire to really see but 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. I already know the whole story because it's been remade seen the five movie. times. I fucking told Dolores. She's like, oh, it's a cute love story. I'm like, you do not know the movie. And also, like, Bradley Cooper. Right. <laughs> I said that the other day. Someone put up that video, speaking of Lipton, of uh, Inside the Actor Studio, where uh, Bradley Cooper is asking Sean Bett a question. That was the birth of my disdain for him. <laughs> that was? that clip. The earliest recorded clip of Bradley Cooper. Yeah, because, zero because you just, after he asks this question, he's just like nodding and just staring right. intensely like, yeah. Okay. Right, he's soaking Sean, all of Because it it's in. just two actors who take themselves way too seriously <laughs> talking to each other. And I was just like, I can't do it, man. I can't. What's the that. right amount of, uh, I mean, I'll get back to the Louis thing, but what's the right amount of serious? Because I was watching like um, Gary Oldman the other day. Gary Oldman is such a magic gift because he's a good actor who does good bad performances i mean there's really no other way to say it like i was watching the professional <clears throat> i mean mm-hmm. like that's a that's a shit show of a performance like he goes in and out of like an austrian accent to do beethoven jokes he's everybody like yeah. it's weird man but <laughs> much like defoe like you know if you if you aim him in the right direction he's pretty effective as a as an mm-hmm. actor i guess i don't know man it's just very weird like what's the right amount of uh self-seriousness I, I i think anybody who starts talking about the craft of acting and the sacrifices that we've made as actors and it's like not no anybody like like i just like an actor who's just like yeah i did a movie it was you I know it was fun working with i yeah. said the words that they wrote for me i looked where yeah, they told i me i stood where they told me to stand i looked right. where they told me to look and obviously there's more to acting than that but you know I, I don't not, want not that much more. That's the truth. hell no. <laughs> so, I think it was like Brian Cranston just being like, "We're not fucking ditch diggers here. Like, we're not doing really hard work." And, right. Yeah. But, okay. All right. I'm glad you brought him up because Cranston, uh, my both of our exposures to him as a young person was Malcolm in the Middle. Have not mm-hmm. watched Malcolm in the Middle in years, except that I'm currently rewatching it now when I go to sleep every night. Okay. Now, before I jump into the Malcolm in the Middle of it, I'm just saying like Breaking Bad recontextualize what we thought he could do as an actor but the truth is watching malcolm in the middle it was always there dude like the ability right. to do anything that's called for is my larger point right. um, i've seen drive which commits is, yeah i mean it, it's yeah. like it, it really is just the commitment it's the commitment to being like who am i what's my emotion i'm gonna be that yeah. and he does it and it's really really fucking incredible and i'm just again i'm re-watching malcolm in the middle and it's just like god damn he's amazing <laughs> like he's just such mm-hmm. a great actor but i think the the problem is he he's already got to the reflexive stage of acting you know what i mean where i think mm-hmm. bradley cooper we've talked about this bradley cooper has to concentrate a lot on what he acts <laughs> you know what i mean like that motherfucker is like like in my mind there are two people this specific bradley okay like people are in he's his like brain, a kid like, with a learning disability just trying to get through math class and he has to try three times as hard as everyone well, that's what i'm saying dude yeah. like there are like little people in his head like all right move right arm uh inflect smile like there's just like right. everything is mechanical to that guy and it sometimes it works it's fine but you can always tell that he's yeah doing- and, and like, I will say, like, I genuinely love his vocal performance as Rocket Raccoon. I, I think oh, yeah. he does an amazing job. And it's probably because I can't see his fucking his intense, <laughs> fucking annoying face. Um, right, right. I mean, poor Bradley. I'm just saying. Don't like, say poor Bradley. I'm just, I'm just, the larger point I'm saying is that someone like Cranston is just like, no, you just are. Like, you don't, I, I again, like where it's, it's just it's, so easy for him or he makes I it look really easy at least. I feel that way, man. I mean, maybe yeah. acting isn't easy. I've told you all the time, like, I can write, I can't act. I would love to learn how to act, but I've never gotten past the facade of, I am Christian Torres playing 
Jesus Christ or something and I have to deliver lines like it's never happening I've never I've never taken information and been reactive I've always been anticipating you know what I'm saying right like, that's just very hard for me to do and that's that so there obviously there's some talent there I'm not taking that away from people who can do that who can learn to ignore and acknowledge a camera at the same time which is really hard to do yeah no I mean acting like I'm talking shit about the craft of it and there is a craft to it and like it's amazing that there are different disciplines and theories on how to approach character like you'll have people who go full method like Robert De Niro was a cab driver in New York City for like I don't even know how long a few months or whatever he would like years. take breaks in between shooting Godfather 2 to like go be a cab driver to like mm. fully embody that character and the loneliness of it right. um, then you have other fuckers who just like show up and do it like who is the guy that replaced Kevin Spacey um, oh, on Chris a movie Plummer. Yeah, Chris Palmer, and he just shows up and gets an Oscar nomination. Does an amazing job. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Like <laughs> that's the problem. Like guys like that, they've been doing it for so long. But yeah, you do. See, we should pick an actor and really go through the filmography. Someone like Plummer or like Christopher Lee or someone who has or Michael Caine. Yeah. Even I would love to see what, like, who they were as young actors. Like what changed yeah. them if it became reflexive as opposed to where you saw him early on really trying Bradley Cooper might get to a point where he's just like an effortless actor. He walks on frame. It just, everything fucking works, you know, mm -hmm. but it ain't there yet. And it's just, it's a really curious thing. So I'm, I'm, we should, we should pick an actor. That should be like a project of ours for sure. I'm down. Yeah. See, this is, this is how great ideas happen, man. I just got to talk them out. Well, let's pick like some, like, uh, you know, small time character actor who's been in a lot of things. Mickey Rooney. Uh, <laughs> Let's pick like Wallace Shawn or something. <laughs> yeah, I saw him in Mr. Robot. He was great. Yeah. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, you sent me that message. I saw that. Um, um, Mickey Rooney, by the way, I just want to talk about this for a second because, <laughs> because Mickey Rooney got into a lot of trouble for Breakfast at Tiffany's. I mean, I guess he didn't at all, and that's why it's still a classic, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, but he did a really horrific uh, like caricature of an Asian culture, right? This is going to make me sound racist as fuck, but I just found out that Pat Morita, like Mr. Miyagi, was like from California, like had no Japanese accent at all. And yeah. I'm thinking about that. And he's like, oh, Daniel-san, like, that's a little fucking racist. I don't even care if he is the race that he's making fun of or, or acting, as it mm -hmm. were. But is that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where the line gets fucking creepy to me, man. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't have <laughs> No comment. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know where, where do you draw the line with that? Because he is still, uh, what, what is Pat Morita ethnically? Is he Japanese? He's Japanese, yeah. Yeah. So, so, like, is that still offensive or racist if he's Japanese but doing a different accent from, like, what he had? I, I, I honestly don't know. Well, no, that's a, but this is a really fucking good, great question. I don't think yeah. it's racist when black people uh, play like African slaves, like in 12 Years a Slave, and they put on the, the like patois, right? Of like right. educated. Or like Native American actors doing right. kind of a Native American accent, even if they don't have one right. in real life. Yeah. I don't necessarily have a problem with that, I guess, right? But the mm -hmm. minute, I guess my point is this like, uh, fucking Al Pacino, man. <laughs> like, so, uh, Tony Montana's a Spanish guy. Carlitos Way is playing a Spanish guy. You know what I mean? Like, there's no race that this guy hasn't been able to just like, you know what I mean? Like, show up on. And it's just, I, I, it was all okay. Yeah. I just want to know what, what happened. Like, did ScarJo break the internet? Like, is it over now? Like, no one will ever be cast outside of their race anymore. And I'm not saying that they necessarily should. I'm just wondering when it stopped being okay. Because it was for forever. <laughs> like, I don't know, like five years ago when, you know, 
Tumblr got real big? I, I, I don't know. Well, like, when did this change? When did the conversation change? It was sometime during the Obama years. Right. Thanks, so Probably. Like, yeah, thanks, Obama. Like, I don't want to make Making everything joke, more but... morally complicated, you fucker. Um, I don't know. A lot of this gets into this. I was just thinking about the idea of cultural identity throughout a lot of things. I was looking up Wentworth Miller for some reason, uh, the guy who wrote Stoker, but also was in Prison Break. But I like to say he wrote Stoker because that's more credible in my mind. Yeah. Uh, but so he been wrote... doing one season of good television and then the rest is fucking Five hot seasons, garbage. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Yeah. Um, but but it's like so he is black and white. You know what I mean? His father's black, mm-hmm. his mother's white. He looks pretty white, uh, but he could do black. like the idea of passing. We've talked about before, right. as well. but it's just like yo, literally, bro. He's you're fifty percent this, you're fifty percent that. It doesn't matter if you look a little bit lighter or if you look a little bit darker. The guy from Grey's Anatomy, who I don't watch Grey's Anatomy, but he's he's the same. He's similar. He has like blue eyes and he's a little bit darker. He's he's mixed race as well, mm-hmm. and. Like, it's weird. Like, BET, like, they, they accept him. Like, he did something, and, and they were like, yeah, because, like, they consider him black, uh, part of the black culture, black, black community. But yeah. I don't know if Wentworth Miller is. Like, it's just a really weird thing to me. And I just, I don't know. I'm just, it, it's got to suck. We've talked about this at length, man. Like, oh, I don't mm. listen to reggaeton, so I'm not Puerto Rican enough. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a really I do weird. say that about you, you a lot. You say that all the time, and it fucking bothers me, man. Like, you don't know me, all right? Like, I don't, I don't fucking care, uh, man. You're not Puerto Rican enough. I, uh, damn it. <laughs> Just, just be you. a little more, you know. White just, just try put in the effort. Fucking people once. invaded my island and then told me that I'm Look, not Spanish. As a white person with no real cultural identity, <laughs> I have the right to tell you how to be Puerto Rican. Okay. <laughs> All right. Damn it. You're right. All right. <laughs> Get on your shit. Stop being lazy. Fuck. (laughs) All right. We might have crossed the line there. Don't talk to me about being lazy. Holy shit, man. You got to watch Roma. I'm just (laughs) cry your eyes out how hardworking we are as people. You crossed the line. You got to watch Roma. (laughs) So good. It's so good. I do. I do, though. What did we learn today, Max? <laughs> what was the lesson we took away from this episode? That it may or may not have been racist for Pat Morita to play a Japanese man. Right. That he's Japanese. James Lipton did not write the Thundercats theme song. That's true. He didn't. That acting is a craft, but we don't want anyone to talk about it. <laughs> and that it nature sucks and we need to kill it as much as possible. Also, that Ted Bundy being a snack is fucking gross <laughs> we've learned a lot today actually mostly we've learned about snacks that's the big takeaway that i had from this <laughs> about snacks oh man um well i don't know man i don't know where do we go from here it's a really sad thing you know i i, I have I felt a lot of emotions i felt like you know oh like in this podcast or as a as a people uh, you I, no no personally where do i go where do i go now because i just don't under like again the the ted bundy women thing was pretty shocking uh, you know, uh, that so, really shook you how else does it can i all right this is stupid i made this joke to dolores the other day which is bad because she's my fiance she doesn't want to hear me talking about other women but i was making it as a joke which is like mm. there's so many women that i like crushed on in high school and early college years who straight up wouldn't date me because i was brown like they didn't say that to me but it got to me one way yeah. or the other right like oh my parents wouldn't allow it or some shit like that right who are now dating like straight up mexican dudes from plant city which is like shout out to those mexican guys man like yeah 
because like that's great that we still they, they crossed the barrier <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean yeah. to be fair you were going to high school in durant which right. for those who don't know was right. from from what you told me anyway it yeah. was like a fucking like war was about to break out at any second it was a perfect uh like uh, uh, what's the synecdoche for florida in general and that if you did a bird's eye view of the courtyard you'd have like the two mexican gangs red and blue here mm-hmm. preppy white people over here black people over here like it was very right. weird man because and- like that that's what high school movies prepared me for was right. not not necessarily like divided by race or anything but just like very separate subgroups but where i went to high school which i guess was a part of the privilege of newsome it was in this pretty nice area and a lot of very rich kids went there um everybody just kind of got along and there weren't like yeah we had groups but like there was a lot of crossover there like if you had a venn diagram it was just a bunch of circles just crossing into each other the way you described durant it was just like a fucking like subdivided like, well for one it was out in the middle of nowhere line. like if the race yeah. war did start no one was gonna stop it no one would know minutes. about it yeah, yeah it, it would take 40 minutes for local police to even get there which is my problem with it i don't know it was a lot of weird shit i mean i had this weird memory this is gonna sound weird let's go down memory lane which is like so in ninth grade i didn't pick an elective in eighth grade when you're supposed to so i got put mm. on the like elective wheel so to speak right and so my first like nine weeks i was in agriculture <laughs> which like whatever maybe i should have embraced more because the growing shit's cool it all i'm yeah. sure that durant had a sick agro department oh yeah they did yeah um newsom sucked right well why why like you could pay someone to agriculture shit for you yeah exactly <laughs> God damn it, you rich people. Anyway, you're not rich. You know what I mean? Anyway, so my point is like, uh, but this is a weird thing. So one day, like my second week in school, we went out to the thing so we could water plants and there was like a dead cat there, but this was not a naturally dead cat. Like someone killed this cat. There was a Bundy among us, man. <laughs> like this is how it starts, right? Because the, 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 the young age a and high school Bundy among killers. us, yeah. Bundy among us. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, but I'm writing that script and it's going to be our serial killer. He's like, fuck this guy, all right? Like- I, it's I'm, like a I've where's so waldo harder. style mystery where you have to like spot amongst a large ensemble cast like who's, who's the, the bundy <laughs> you freeze the frame can you find the bundy oh, it's like a vhs fucking like point and click adventure game you gotta freeze every scene like where's this fucking bundy or it's like where's my chippy from um tim and eric like where's my chippy where's my chippy there's there my chippy dead buddy jumps out yeah oh christ man um yeah i was just really scared of everyone i went to school with being a serial killer because you know again that's geographically, a, that's a real fear yeah but why there. not like i just i just mean like the series okay i, I don't want to get too into the weeds here but serial killers which is really interesting about this is like i don't think there's like a racism element to it maybe there is among some of these people but it seemed to not be that much de- you know what i mean like it was mm. whatever uh being in a racist school was like these people will kick your ass because you're just different than them. So like, right. why wouldn't they just fucking kill you? Wouldn't be in a serial killer way, but like there was right. fucking problems, man. There's like some hate crimes. There's some, there there. some, some tensions. Not good. Some tensions. Not good. Well, you should have gone to Newsom, bro. Your fault for not living in the right school the, district yeah, the rich area. <laughs> yeah. My, my parents didn't work hard enough to get to the, that part of town, man. What's the problem? Come on. Because they're lazy, you know, Puerto Ricans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. 